We are all one, and if we don't know it, we will learn it the hard way. Bayard Rustin The same substance composes us, the tree overhead, the stone beneath us, the bird, the beast, the star. We are all one, all moving to the same end. P.L. Travers We're all just walking each other home. Ram Dass You're listening to The Quieted Mind. Kindness, empathy, compassion, understanding, love. They're nice words and easy to embrace, up to a point. We all have to draw the line somewhere, right? Most of us, if asked, could draw a line. At one end, we could write love, and at the other end, we could write the word despise or unacceptable intolerable. On that line, we could write names along the spectrum, ranging from people we love to people we simply cannot abide. Maybe on the left side, you have cherished friends and family. Maybe on the right, you would write the names of people who are racist, misogynist, homophobic, transphobic, dictators, rapists. Many of us And I would wager to say anyone listening to this right now would like to widen the circle of our love and compassion. We're supposed to love and care for everyone, right? But how can we do that for people who do things that we find abhorrent, despicable, things we cannot possibly accept or condone? I'm not going to suggest we embrace and accept bad behavior. But one guiding principle that has helped me immensely is to think of behaviors rather than people as good or bad, beneficial or harmful. When we do this, we begin to open up the capacity within ourselves to expand our love and compassion to people who do bad things. When we start to move away from defining people and labeling them by their behaviors, we can move toward love and compassion by wishing better for them. When we begin to understand that people act in ways that make people suffer because they too are suffering, a process begins in which we can process our own suffering within a fuller context hack away at our judgments, and cut through to the heart of the problem. We enter a space in which we approach destructive behavior in a way that's very similar to a doctor diagnosing illness. Thich Nhat Hanh put it this way, There are many young girls, boat people, who were raped by sea pirates. Even though the United Nations and many countries tried to help the government of Thailand prevent that kind of piracy, sea pirates continued to inflict much suffering on the refugees. One day, we received a letter telling us about a young girl on a small boat who was raped by a Thai pirate. She was only 12, and she jumped into the ocean and drowned herself. When you first learn of something like that, you get angry at the pirate you naturally take the side of the girl. As you look more deeply, you will see it differently. 
if you take the side of the little girl, then it is easy. You only have to take a gun and shoot the pirate. But we can't do that. In my meditation, I saw that if I had been born in the village of the pirate and raised in the same conditions as he was, I would now be the pirate. There is a great likelihood that I would become a pirate. I can't condemn myself so easily. In my meditation, I saw that many babies are born along the Gulf of Siam, hundreds every day. And if we educators, social workers, politicians, and others do not do something about the situation, in 25 years, a number of them will become sea pirates. That is certain. If you or I were born today in those fishing villages, we might become sea pirates in 25 years. If you take a gun and shoot the pirate, you shoot all of us, because all of us are to some extent responsible for this state of affairs. The first time I read this, I remembered some friends and family members I knew growing up who were very racist. Friends and family have a way sometimes of falling out of each other's lives, and this has been the case with these people in my life. Reading Thich Han's words made me realize that if these people, some of whom I knew when I was still very young and impressionable, had remained in my life and continued to shape my consciousness, I might have continued on a path in which I grew up to become a white supremacist. I came to the realization that the only difference between my consciousness and theirs was the set of causes and conditions that shaped them. I realized that I am made up of the same stardust as them. I'm very grateful that I didn't continue on that path with them, but this realization made me more humble and compassionate toward those whose consciousness was shaped by influences that turned them toward prejudice and hate. When Ramdas said, there's only one of us here, I think he had something similar in mind. When the universe was born in an explosion of atoms and molecules, particles and waves, those elements were set in motion based on causes and conditions at that time. You and I are a continuation of the Big Bang. Just like planets and galaxies, we are manifestations of the universe, unique and distinguishable but not separate from the rest of it. I have found it helpful in my practice to remember that I am the universe. I've learned, although I sometimes forget, to not just identify with the universe, but to identify as the universe. To remember that I am made from stardust, and to stardust I will return. I am a collection of cells and atoms and quarks, a bundle of particles and waves hurtling through the cosmos. We are conscious beings, but we didn't choose to become conscious. That consciousness manifested due to causes and conditions that were beyond our control. Likewise, we didn't choose our parents or family. When we were young, we had no choice of where we would live, what schools we would attend, or whether or not we would grow up with religion. So much of what has made us who we are was determined by things we didn't choose. 
Everything from our upbringing to people we've known to our body and brain chemistry has played a role in shaping our consciousness, making us who we believe we are. Everything is the way it is because of something else. So let's lean into that understanding now. The more we water the seeds of humility and compassion, the more those parts of our consciousness will grow and we will realize the power of agency that enables us to be an influence that shapes other people's consciousness. As we practice with this insight, our capacity for understanding and compassion will expand ever outward and we will learn how to love even those whose behavior we find unacceptable and intolerable. In the next Quieted Mind, we'll meditate together and practice identifying as the universe, letting go of the false sense of self that we have carried for so long. Until then, may you be safe, may you be happy, and may you be free. Be free.